Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Don't Quote Me. I'm your host, Orla Condon, and this week I'm joined by writer and pop culture enthusiast, Emma Kelly. Coming up on today's show, we're talking all things Eurovision after the 2023 song contest took part in Liverpool this weekend. Holly Willoughby and Philip Schofield woke up on the wrong side of the bed today before I see this morning performance. And Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck are being their most relatable yet after being caught bickering in public on multiple occasions. In other news, I'm buzzing with excitement for the return of Real Housewives of New York as Bravo announces huge news about the show today. And Emma is spotlighting a very special moment from this year's Eurovision. Let's get stuck in. Okay, it was a big weekend here in the UK this weekend and no coronation is over. If anyone missed it, Eurovision happened. I did not. I'm very much a fair weather fan. I take interest at very specific times throughout the year. The same cannot be said for you, Emma Kelly, who spent, what, a week in Liverpool? Uh, four days felt like three months. So wow. <laughs> basically, yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, you were You weren't working, were you? Were you there as a fan? I was there as a fan. I've gone, this is the third time I've gone to Eurovision and yeah. this is the first time I wasn't working. So very different experience and the best experience I've had at Eurovision so far. I was going to say, like, because obviously I presume when you're working it and you have a press pass, it gets you to certain places that obviously a regular ticket holder can't get. But 
the sacrifice is then that you're working and you have to go into a media tent and you have to, you know, submit certain amounts of words. You have to do a certain amount of social. Like, so you can't kind of fully let the event kind of take you where it wants to. So I imagine for you, it must have been a nice experience to finally just kind of sit back and just enjoy it. Exactly. Like, I think that there are pros and cons because it's a lovely experience being in a press centre or getting to see like backstage and getting tickets to the final or tickets to a semi-final without having to absolutely sell your soul for tickets. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was just so nice being able to soak up the atmosphere in the city because um, I don't know if anybody has been over there or if anybody has been looking at kind of like what was going on in Liverpool, they pulled it out of the bag. Like there was so much stuff to do and I, you wouldn't have been able to do it if you were working. You would have been at the rehearsals or you would have been interviewing or uh, just not really be able to be a tourist, a Eurovision tourist. Um, so it was absolutely brilliant. Now I am paying for it. So if I had it in yeah. work, I probably would not sound like this. <laughs> I was, I thought now I was going to hear really rough. I thought it was going to be rough today, but you're oh, not I was nervous. too bad. Yeah, you're not saying it too bad. Um, <laughs> there was lots of pressure on Liverpool to deliver. A, because they are not hosting because they are winners, as most people know. They are hosting on behalf of Ukraine, who couldn't host because of safety reasons due to the war. So there was a huge pressure on them to create a show that found that balance between representing the Ukraine while also representing the United Kingdom mm-hmm. and also kind of justifying them getting to host now obviously they were picked because yeah. they, they came second last year because of sam Ryder. um they weren't the only option there was a huge bidding process last year it ran for many months where there was like upwards of 10 cities that applied yeah. to be considered and they were ranked on they were ranked on lots of stuff right like a proximity to airports accommodations. how many hotels are there yeah yeah, all that kind of stuff. Like, did they have a stadium already that could be, you know, used? And how many would that fit? And transportation in and out of that state. Like, it was quite vigorous. And there was multiple rounds. And it came down to Liverpool and Glasgow. And there was a lot of people really, really hoping it would be Glasgow. And yeah. I think there was a small, like, I mean, a fraction of people who were disappointed, presumably Glaswegians and people that live closer to Glasgow. But it seemed like Liverpool created this Eurovision city. Like it just seemed, it just felt like it was everywhere. And there was so much space that even if you weren't right at the centre, you were still really involved. Exactly that. Like we went, so me and a friend went and um, we didn't have tickets to any of the live shows. And it did not matter because you were just in this like Eurovision bubble. Like you get out of the airport and there is an info tent um, with the nicest volunteers in the world just like oh you must be here for Eurovision and then you get into the city and everything was just so bright and lovely and I've I've been to two host cities before I was in uh, Turin last year and I remember getting into a taxi and um, and talking to the taxi driver and he was like oh yeah there's some sort of contest thing happening some sort of tv thing I doubt that there was a person in Liverpool who did not know because you couldn't get away from it. Yeah. Um, but they also they have the music history. They have the the sort of uh, pedigree that a lot of cities don't have. Like even just if you want to just run off the Beatles alone, then you're set. Like yeah. they like, and then they had the sort of oh, the anniversary of Sonia performing, and they had all these little hooks to get them in. 
Um, and then they just have Liverpool just being the nicest group of people <laughs> in the world. I mean, the tourism board in Liverpool, like, could not swing a cat for good publicity over the weekend. And oh it wasn't gosh. just about the Eurovision. It was about the people. It was about the city. It was about the environment. There seemed to be just such an overwhelmingly positive review of how the city handled itself and the display it put on for guests from kind of home and abroad. And it just, I think it felt, it felt bigger watching it as well. Yeah. And I can't tell if that is the kind of familiarity bias of the BBC and the famous faces that I knew. And, you know, you didn't have that kind of corny jokes that happen when it's translated into their fifth language because Europeans yeah. <laughs> are so much better at languages than we are. Like, it it felt bigger. It felt more glamorous. It felt more polished. And I, I don't know if that's a fair thing to say or if it's just because of the TV that we consume. It felt more like yeah. that, you know? I... I get, I do get that because I kind of thought I was getting more excited because it was somewhere I knew it was somewhere that wasn't like miles away. I like didn't have to bring an adapter. Like I was very excited. <laughs> and But it was, I just think they really put on a show. Like everybody I spoke to, whether they were English, Swedish, Irish, whatever, everyone was saying the exact same thing that they just loved it. And it was I think it was more the fact that they really embraced it and they threw themselves mm. into it. They really wanted to show that, okay, maybe people will get a harder run of it because we aren't the winners. We're not the reigning champions. So we need yeah. to actually put on a really good show and be like, we deserve to host this. And also they had, they did have a difficult job, like you said, creating the balance um, for Ukraine because that was my biggest nerves going into it. I was like, if they just make this all about the yeah. UK... I think yeah. it's going to be real dodgy, but I think they struck the balance correctly and yeah. it's quite emotional. There were bits of it there now. I was like tearing up. <laughs> yeah. And like, I wonder, I think having the coronation last weekend, the weekend prior in the UK, this month has been quite a built up month in the calendar living in London for a while now because it's felt like god within two weekends there's going to be these two huge occasions in the UK and it's like not going to happen again for a while and for different reasons. And I wondered if either the coronation would would infiltrate Eurovision too much and they would make it too much God Save the King and too much yeah. like trying to leverage that or if the BBC would be so distracted by how big that is as, as its own production that they would just divide and conquer. And it did feel like they did that. I know we had in the opening um, kind of montage, they had Kate <laughs> Middleton playing piano. and like, But it felt, it felt subtle. It didn't feel... <laughs> Like yeah, it was, it was a bit tasteful. Like it kind of popped up and it yeah, didn't dwell tasteful. too much on it. Yeah, you know, it wasn't like, uh, yeah, there were bits because I was like, oh god, is this going to be like a full sort of like thing? Like because I knew that Charles Camilla were going to be in it somewhere because they were in the app before, but yeah. they didn't dwell on it. They, as far as I'm aware, they didn't mention anything throughout the show. Um, because I don't think so. Nobody cares outside of of the UK, essentially. That like yeah. people in like Albania, they're not really going to care. They're like, I'm sorry. sorry. When I was when I was home last weekend, right, I could not escape Parks Red FM when I was home. Every fucking radio show talking about the coronation and how it's a joke <laughs> and how it shouldn't be aired. And I'm like, but your whole radio listing for the whole weekend <laughs> is the coronation. Okay, cool. Yeah, no bother. But yeah, no, I know what you're saying. It felt like a mark of a really important kind of cultural piece yeah. in the UK without being, uh, like I said, a PR campaign 
they also did really well with the postcards which I always think are kind of a nice little breather they're obviously very red like they're necessary because that postcard between each act is the chance for the stage crews to come out and change all the staging over there's been tons of video on TikTok over the last couple of days of how quickly that all happens it's crazy like it's it's really it's not a joke and those postcards they did um Usually it's a scene from the home, the hosting country, and then a scene from the country that's about to perform. They did that. They did a, a, a scene from kind of around the UK. They also did something from Ukraine and then the hosting city. They kept the the traditional heart with the flag in the middle of the Eurovision. They kept that with the Ukrainian flag, but incorporated this United by Music messaging, which was a really smart way of kind of introducing the like the I just thought they managed that blend really yeah. well the host as well was was blended they had alicia dixon they had uh hannah waddingham who was just in, uh, like, amazing i mean if, every if year let her do it if you're gonna do another coronation i'm saying hannah waddingham for the monarch she's like you know what's so funny like i i don't watch Tad, ted lasso and it's something i i want to start and i want to start for a while and it's just the pesky apple subscription i won't lie i'm like oh like i can't subscribe <laughs> to something else but she is just so like engaging as a presenter she managed it so well like she she like slid into like 10 different languages so comfortably she interacted with the crowd so well there was a point during the final where there was like a bit of booing and she was like not in our house but it was like really it was she just the tone was perfect she just managed it so well um, it was also Ukrainian singer Julia Sanina and Graham Norton was kind of double jobbing. He was up yeah. in the what's called the Commentary commentators. Yeah. yeah. And then down for kind of the presentations and stuff. That was my only thing that I was a bit like, the thing is, I understand Graham wants to keep the commentating job. So he didn't want just in case to give it away. Yeah. In case it was a bit like, oh. And Mel was good when she jumped she in was. to cover. She was, she was Well, I do think it should have been one or the other because I do think there were bits which were a bit disjointed um, yeah. in terms of that. But I think they all did really well. I mean, whoever came up with Hannah Waddingham as a host choice because that was so left field. Like, give them to kids to BBC. Crazy. Because she wasn't, was she known as like a Eurovision super fan? I know she's no. done lots of theatre and she's like, she's a theatre girl. trained. Like, but it, it mm. I don't think it would have been like an obvious choice because of, you know what I mean? Like I, and I totally agree with you about Graham. I saw someone on Twitter say that they should have done it. Like, do you know on Anton Deck's Saturday Night Takeaway where they go into the commentary box and it's like coming up or whatever, that they could have yeah. actually featured him up in that space and kind of brought those people into the conversation a bit more. Yeah, that um, would good. But yeah, I, th- I think they handled it really well. Did your winner win? Because mine did. <laughs> mine did. No, mine didn't. Um, And as a, so like as a background of myself, I, like you said, I'm a Eurovision uh, nutcase and I have been listening to these songs for months. Are um, you a cha 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 girl? I'm a cha 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 girl. I've been a cha 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 girl since the since the Finnish national finals. I have been on the crazy train for wow. a very long time, and I it was a weird one because I have I was saying for ages I was like, okay, it'll be Finland or Sweden. We know it's gonna be Finland or Sweden. But I was like, it's probably gonna end up being Sweden. Fine. But then this weekend, the momentum went entirely the other way. Everyone I spoke to was a Korea person. They were like, no, I do like tattoo, but I think it's swinging Finland's way. It just felt like a bit more momentum. So it was actually quite a surprise on the night. Um, yeah. But I, I love Lorraine. 
Like yeah. I, I never envisaged a life where I would be cheering against Lorraine. Like that was a real like <laughs> who have I become? <laughs> <laughs> but um, and I mean it was a brilliant song. Brilliant and song. I'm for her. She's like, there's no reason that Lorraine should not be a superstar. Like it doesn't make any have you like she's so beautiful she's so beautiful <laughs> she has insane. like so many bad euphoria uh, what like in the history of Eurovision that is a pivotal moment yeah in Eurovision she changed history. Eurovision she changed like, it like yeah. entirely like I will so. never forget and I take the piss out of my brother for this all the time he's he's a year older than me not at all engaged Eurovision at all very much like your quintessential Irish lad and after 2012, I we had a home computer in our like dining room at home <laughs> and he would be like studying in commas. And anytime I would pass, you would just hear it like blaring out of his headphones. <laughs> like, uh, 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 a uh, man of taste, a like, man of yeah. taste. But it was like, she's bringing in actual pop music fans that don't even realize where this song has come from. Like it's, yeah. it was, I just, yeah, I, I don't understand how she is not it's... more well known. Yeah, and like she's just her vocals are out of this world, and I think my sort of thing was being a sort of um Eurovision fan that like watches the national finals, watches Melfest yeah. and stuff like that. With the staging of uh, Lorraine's performance originally, the sandwich toaster she was in was a lot yeah. bigger in Sweden and then okay. they couldn't physically get it to the UK. Wow, so it was brought so they had to. It, like for a while people didn't know if the staging would actually have to be changed properly because it was just too heavy um, yeah. but they managed to get it and I think it still really worked but if you're used to seeing the original one it did look a little bit kind of downgraded um, okay. but the vocals were still unbelievable and when she performed on the night I mean we were watching it in Euro Club which is basically um, every year in the host city they'll have a nightclub that's taken over by the OJAE which is like the Eurovision fan club and they'll just put on a series of nights of club nights with like performances and stuff we watched the final there and we were on a big table and all of like me and a couple of people who were all sitting with finished flags we all just turned to each other we're like no she's won hasn't she <laughs> <laughs> it's like fine <laughs> we were okay I mean like there it. was there was a lot of Irish people as well rooting against her for like uh, I don't think it's a good reason because I'm just like I'm I'm sick of our Ireland like lamely clinging to uh -huh. Eurovision because we've, we've won it the most and Johnny Logan is the king of Eurovision like heritage is important history is important right but like we have not made a fucking dent in this like in like nearly 30 years nearly 30 years bar Jedward which everyone took the piss out of before and they went there icons I went to see them this week and it was one of my highlights. <laughs> Sorry, I preferred what what was the water one? Waterline. Waterline. I did prefer waterline to lipstick, but anyway, we won't get into it. But this <laughs> this was big because Sweden have been hot on our tails for years and it has been coming. It was just a matter of when. Oh, yeah. Sweden just performed so well. They're so invested in this as a country. They really put the structures in place to put forward like genuinely like chart-topping music. Mm -hmm. And this year it happened. They equaled their seven-time win. Loreen also became the second ever person to win the Eurovision twice. She's the first ever woman. So her and Johnny Logan are now this weird king and queen of Eurovision. I don't like those visuals. <laughs> but it was like a lot of people were like, I don't want them to win because Ireland is whatever. And I like, I'm as patriotic as the next guy. But like, claim the territory you deserve. Do you know what I mean? Like, exactly. we don't deserve Eurovision claims anymore. Like, I don't, like, Neve Kavanagh, Emer, what's her name? Uh, 
that was it that was my life that was it we hosted in yeah. Cork during my life that's it I cannot remember any of those moments like we can't like shut up and get on with us do you know what I mean like if yeah. you want to if you want to invest in Eurovision and you want to send all your pundits out there to be like what Ireland needs to do then do it and stop being like well Johnny Logan won it twice uh-huh. like and what like, like I am such a I, I want us to do well and I really want us to I think we're having the run that the UK had in the last few years and they are starting to turn it around again and we're just now getting bitter. And yeah. like that, I think we can obviously be like, do you remember that amazing era of the 90s where we were just winning and bankrupting ourselves and it was unreal. Um, <laughs> But you have to then put in the efforts. Like it's all well and good being like, oh yeah, we won three times in a row. And, but that was literally nearly 30 years ago. And yeah. Sweden... They won in like 2015. They've won again now. They've been like, oh, they've only not qualified once. And like last year they were top five. And you know, it's yeah. just, they've never had a bum year really. Yeah. Whereas we have not had anything other than bum years yeah. <laughs> for a really long time. So yeah, I just want us to get like it to give us a bit of a kick up the arse and be like, look, you can't be resting on the seven wins now. Sweden will get an eight. They'll get an eight. <laughs> 100% within yeah. the next like five five to seven years they win like, I mean like they won 2012 they won 2015 like you said and they've won again now 2023 that's three in the space of just over 10 years like that's that's Ireland in the 90s like that yeah. is like a really exactly. good record like and it also costs a lot right to put people into it like it does cost a certain amount of money to like enter this and it's like it's just frustrating when you're like you see people like harping on like oh what Ireland needs to do now is go back to the good old days or this that and the other and it's like Oh, like shut up with your bad ideas like, just, <laughs> good ideas are shut up like I don't want to hear it like I just it just frustrates me that people feel this sense of like entitlement to it's get entitlement. through Abs- and it's just like that oh well no one likes us anymore and blah blah I'm like they'll like you if you send a good song yeah like, that's the end of it. like as well like there are people who get booed in the like in the room yeah. and they're still coming top 10 so yeah. it's not about like oh anything about politics or anything about here, if israel can come third heard heard, heard. and getting chanted getting 12s i was like i hey, that was my shock of like, the night was it not only like four years ago that there was like major controversy because it was like yeah. constant booing every time their name was mentioned yeah and it's and like just, like what do you say that was my weirdest one of the night because it just didn't even register on my thing it was a black pink song basically yeah it was 100% it was yeah with Chanel's dance break thrown in (laughs) and I like we were just like what is going on like but yeah I just think that if we're going to take we can either take it seriously or we don't just choose one or the other and I really hope that I feel like a little bit kind of may have changed a bit that we're really getting annoyed with it now so maybe we will yeah and as well all I don't want even need to do well I just want us to get through to the final I'm so sick of not being there honestly even just like 75 points I'd be grand I just can't do like less than 50 anymore I'm just like it's not worth it last place I think that's fine because then at least it'd be like oh do you know what like yeah okay that was a fun year though weren't we there because people don't (laughs) care anymore like they're kind of like you get a little round of applause we yeah. don't get a round of applause anymore. No, we don't even get a participation trophy. No. <laughs> and like like you were saying, like it is kind of changing. I mean, I think it's interesting that Sweden won the jury vote by an yeah. absolute landslide. Like oh. by a landslide. 
But when it came to the public votes, they were not anywhere close to that ranking. They did not get a single 12 from the public vote. Finland won the majority of those 12s from the public vote. And the flip side can be said for Sweden when it comes to the jury vote. So that introduces this argument of like, oh, it's all political. We're all voting for our neighbours. And sure, the UK don't give us anything. You have an opportunity still with the jury vote to... So, like she didn't, she didn't get the same numbers by a long shot. I mean, she, she still, still did come second in the televote. Like, so it wasn't as if it was like. So there's been like a few years where like someone who's come fourth in the jury vote has like then won and like come second. I think Duncan Lawrence was fourth in jury and like second in televote or something like that. So that was strange when he won because it was like, oh, that like he was just kind of good in both. That's <laughs> just whatever yeah, mediocre. Oh, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, but. Yeah, like there is always an opportunity. You can send a really good, well-sung song and it'll do well in the jury. Or you can send something batshit and it'll do well in um in the televote. But like, there's been a lot as well with the sort of Finland versus Sweden narrative. People saying the jury shouldn't vote anymore because like, we're the people. And I'm like, if you only have a televote, someone will send an influencer or yeah. like, like a TikTok kind of star and they will mobilize their fans and then... Yeah they will just get them to vote because you can vote everywhere now. So it's like, I don't want that. I do think the juries need to be there, but I would like it to be weighted maybe. Have yeah. like 60, 40 maybe because like I did laugh with the, the UK jury. I really enjoyed because one of them this year was Heidi from Sugar Babes and one was Chasnay Lewis. And I'm like trying to figure out who they are because <laughs> it just gives you the juror one, juror two, juror three. And I'm like, that's okay. that <laughs> So like, so it's kind of a mix of like, industry professionals right like some yeah, I know in Ireland experts. there's like radio presenters who are like known for like their music yeah. um contributions on like broadcasts and stuff and it's kind of, it generally is kind of a new bunch every year right with some familiar it's faces all, yeah. it's I think like last year um I can't I don't actually know who's on the Irish one I know last year at the UK when like Tom Aspall was in it and there's like yeah. a real array of people like it's not just like five suits in a room yeah um, and like I trust the sugar babes and all saints so I mean <laughs> like I trust them with my life <laughs> it's democracy <laughs> so I mean look your third year you obviously obviously it's a different experience like we said at the start like at going as a fan like out of 10 like how did Liverpool do do you think it was it was a lot of pressure for the UK and for May Muller their act who had a lot of like pressure to live up to Sam Ryder being the whole this kind of weird whole city like it felt like a really positive show it felt like people were super engaged this year yeah like for me I like I can't actually I'm loath to give anything a 10 but it was a 10 like it was just there was no fault it was just a really lovely upbeat weekend where they really threw everything into it like they had um uh another thing that host cities have to do they have to have the euro village which is like where you can go watch screenings and things like that and on friday night it was entirely free and they had just like a concert by sophie ellis bexter followed by charlotte church's late night pop dungeon i transcended i will never be the same and it was just like it was free and it was lovely and everyone was dancing and even if they weren't a eurovision fan then probably a eurovision fan now yeah um, and it was a good year of the mix of songs like you had your Lorraine's, yeah. the Legacy Act, and then you had your uh, Korea, which was just like a spectacle madness. You had your but there was no time. like 
there was no like piss take you one. I didn't think like no. even the like even the spectacle, even Finland that was like, oh, this is song. like a serious <laughs> song, but it was like it's still a banger. Like there's a reason the crowd has gone mental. Like it felt like there was no turkeys, pardon no. the Justin pun, but like there wasn't like there, no. Took- I think even like the more sort of novelty acts would be like the Croatian acts, but that's actually their thing. They're yeah. like this anti-war satirical kind of like band. And yeah, that was even great. And then like the Edgar Allan Poe song, which was so bop, even though it, and it was like a critique of the music industry. So there there wasn't any yet duds. Um, I just think it was a really well-rounded show that's like, if you're not involved in Eurovision yet, just come on in. This is what it's like yeah. all the time. Don't tell them that's not always like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Kind of won't be there next year, but Petra Mede may and she that's she's like one of the Swedish hosts done it before and she's basically the Swedish Hannah Waddingham so hoping I, I remember that that stint of 2012 to 2015 and yeah. they, ha- they had really good quality hosts like everyone's really like oh these hosts are actually like really funny they put on a really good show they pass back and forth between each other really well and it does that sounds like such a non they love a skip but it, like they know how to do it well like it sounds like such a small job but like we've sat through so many cringe worthy presenters that you just ignore that it's nice yeah. to actually be like oh you're actually a part of this production and you kind of have the reins here so yeah, high hopes for 2024. Um, let's move on to much sadder news. People are very, very sad about this one. Holly Willoughby and uh, I was going to call him Peter Schofield. Peter. <laughs> Philip Schofield are beefing. We, we, cannot, we cannot escape the headlines. It is everywhere. I don't know about you, Emma, but it is on my feed. It's fucking oh, everywhere. everywhere. And um, I, I was in a bit of a Eurovision bubble and I was kind of like, what's going on? I'm like, why are people just tweeting about Holly and Phil? Like, I don't know. Okay, like, why someone died to I something? <laughs> so this one is kind of weird because nothing really, like, happened. Like, there's not, like, a, a main catalyst for, like, the last week, but it feels like for the last week it has been pretty constant headlines about these two, where their relationship is at. But to the point where this morning it was like... It has been confirmed that Holly and Philip will go on to this morning together to host. And it was like, okay, right. If people are genuinely like, if the TV pundits are tweeting, being like, it's been confirmed they're doing it, then we're at a point where this is actually not just rumor. This is like serious. Like there's genuine discussions happening. Um, because I mean, I think we both worked through the entertainment desk through the mm-hmm. Ruth, Eamon, Phil, all that kind of. Oh my beat. gosh. <laughs> That was like you what knew a the, time. you knew Ruth and Eamon did just didn't have the leverage to cause any real ruckus, you know. It Absolutely was like, not. Um, but yeah, this has been going on for a while. It started, I suppose, the first kind of bump that they hit was after the Queen's death last September. Um, when there was huge controversy about them reportedly skipping the queue, um, when she was lying in state. And the kind of backlash against them and how the tide really turned because they really were and still are to a degree. They're they're like the UK's darlings and they yeah. always, you know, speak so highly of the royal family. They did all these arts and crafts segments before the coronation. Like they're obsessed. Like they and that's like the target audience. But this felt like then a slap in the face to that target audience. They came out with a statement at the time to say that they had media passes and that they were there. Uh, in a professional capacity and then therefore were entitled to skip the queue uh, it it seemed to generally kind of help them weather the storm right like they kind of got yeah. through it there was a couple of weeks there where it was dragging out um, yeah. but yeah I do think they, they came through it eventually because the thing is 
the only thing that people would want more than complaining about them is not having them on the television because yes. like, what happens this morning then? Yes, right? So like this is, this is the question. It's like they have been such a solid duo on that show for 14 years, winning numerous awards. Like they are very much like, an immovable object in British yeah. TV. Like it feels the like they're, furniture. they're Ant and Deck almost. Like they're that kind of solidified oh, yeah. status with the show. Um, that it does, it makes you question like, what does this look like for the show and for ITV, a couple that have been together for so long. Um, this all kind of kicked into gear in the last few weeks. Philip Schofield was off air for a number of weeks uh, while his brother Timothy was being tried uh, for sexually abusing a, t- a teenage boy. He was convicted of 11 offences and he'll be sentenced actually this week on the 19th of May. Uh, and Philip posted on social media after that conviction saying he no longer has a brother. He came back to work a little while later. He addressed it on this morning at the top of the show that it had been a difficult time and that he appreciated the fans' support and all this kind of stuff. And then weeks later, this comes up and there's major, major headlines. It's said that there's been a couple of days now of crisis talks between ITV, Holly, Phil, um, trying to work out which one of them would go on air, would both of them go on air. He's after getting a new lawyer, apparently, and a new PR firm. Uh, there He came out with a statement last Thursday to be like, it's been a difficult few weeks for the pair of us. Holly was reported to be furious. She removed mentions of him on Twitter. Um, and he came on this morning... And they didn't mention it. Mm-hmm. And it felt like if you would come on a couple of weeks ago and mention your brother being like convicted for sexually abusing a teenage boy, you would think you would address a rather large elephant in the room that is every headline story about you over the last couple of days. Like this and feels- the fact they were doing the front, like the, not the front pages because they're on all the front pages, but they were discussing what's in the news this morning. <laughs> you! You're in the news! <laughs> your it's face! You. Your face. <laughs> Imagine if someone hijacked that segment. It was like, yeah, so like, let's get into it. Like, what's going on? Like, brilliant. Uh, like- it's so strange. Like, I just think, like you said, you you address it because yeah. you can't not. It's just going to like suffocate everything in the room because now yeah. everyone, every entertainment desk is tuning in at 10 with about four reporters on it waiting for something yeah. The body language experts are coming out in oh, come here. <laughs> They are. They're Katie like, James is having a field day. She's like, sound my check. I'll happily do it. <laughs> like, it, no, but it's crazy. Like, this is the smoking gun. Like, it, it does feel like, um, we've covered a lot of these stories over the years. Like, you know, reported tensions and, you know, and uh, a, a source close to production and all this kind of wishy-washy mm-hmm. stuff that, like, could be true. But, like, you have nothing really meaty to be like, this is happening there is a lot of smoke here. Like there's a lot, a lot of smoke here. And not even just the smoke that like Phil actually put out a statement alluding to the fact that there's something going on. Cause I was a bit like when I was reading up on this, like when I was trying to figure out what was happening, I was like, oh, it's just source stuff. It's like, whatever, yeah. fine. And people are trying to create a bit of drama for whatever purpose. And then I was like, oh, oh no, they're actually talking about yeah. this. And it's, it is a weird one because like, Holly and Phil, like even Joe, they used to go on holidays with their families together. Like, yeah. so they'd be working and then take the same holidays and then go on holidays together. Like, yeah. this isn't just like people who are being forced to work together. Yeah. So it is a lot. And like you said, if they, if one or the other goes, it's going to be massive for ITV. And yeah. It's going to be huge for this morning because I mean, already like Eamon and Ruth aren't there. Like, it's these little kind yeah. of, I know we have like Dermot and Alison who I love. 
Um, but yeah, me too. they're probably not big enough to take over as Holly yeah. and Phil yet. So where do you go from that if you lose one of your like your sort of temple names? Like it's like losing Ant yeah. or Deck. It's yeah, you can't really do it. Yeah, it's hard. And like you say, like not only that he put out a statement, but like during that that Queen's Gate, as it was called, when they skipped the queue, a statement was put out, but it was a joint statement through the This Morning channels. Mm -hmm. And I think that is a really important distinction when it comes to these kinds of stories, when you're like, oh, but sure, they said something before, blah, blah. It's like, how are these statements being made and where are they coming from? Because this was Philip's statement through Philip's channels. And that deliberately cuts Holly out of that story. It gives him the power to set the story straight. We've all seen enough scandal, guys. You know about getting in front of the narrative. Like, that is what that is. And, like, I would imagine for Holly, if she did not know a statement was coming and then a statement came out, although the statement on the face of it, very glowing, very positive, if you were not consulted in that process, when you have essentially been some kind of business partner for over 10 years, that is a big swing to take without mm-hmm. looping that person in. And I know what you're saying as well about for ITV, where do they go from here? Because I don't think this is going away. Like this feels like people are, are tuning in now to see them fall out on air yeah. and not in a good way. She is surely more valuable to them than 100%. Right? I think like, Holly's the, the sort of the gem kind of, she's like the biggest, the biggest woman they definitely have yeah. um, on ITV. And I think that like if you, if you notice kind of with all of the sort of coverage there is a lot more negative kind of stuff around Phil yeah and always has been if there has been like a kind of 100 always has yeah. been like yeah. even like when he had um, come out on this morning obviously there was like loads of lovely press about him but then it was like oh but isn't Holly such a good friend yeah yeah <laughs> like isn't Holly she so is great the, no she is a darling like she yeah. is like she's beloved yeah. and yeah yeah, it does. It does feel like if they were put to put their money on one horse, it would be her. Like you said, especially given the series of bad press that he has gotten for quite a long time. Mm-hmm. But it feels like people are taking it a lot more seriously now. Like it does feel like there's kind of this wave of just I, I'm here for you, but because you're with Holly and like yeah. they have invested so heavily in them as a duo to the point where the show is literally called This Morning with Holly and Philip four yeah. days a week. And it also brings up, I remember, was it like four or five years ago when there was the big pressure for them? It was when Eamon and Ruth stepped away. They had this new opening for presenters on the show and there was a huge pressure for them to hire more diverse talent because yeah. it. Uh, I think a report came out or something came out that said like, essentially there were no black presenters across the majority oh, of ITV daytime, if not evening shows. That was Lorraine... Uh, this morning loose women all of that hardly any representation especially in the hosting seats whatever about the contributors and there was a huge amount of pressure on them to deliver a more diverse lineup and they did they came forward Alison Hammond got bumped to a main presenter with with Dermot O'Leary like you said Rochelle Humes was already kind of a regular she was then kind of more solidified in that status filling in for Holly whenever she was out it happened across loose women it happened on Lorraine uh, well I mean Lorraine is still there but like all oh, yeah. the other people um, and it, it was it was this huge wave and again at this point now if you're ditching one you you don't keep the white man like, Exa- you, like exactly. you don't like you just especially when he's the one causing you trouble like it just oh, feels like choice. this is going one way and yeah. I feel and I can't help but think that is why he rushed to the statement like Holly doesn't need to make any rash decisions here I don't think it feels like she 
has a sense of power here that he does not. She's pretty squeaky clean in terms of like the, even aside from like having the, like the, that people just love Holly. Like if ITV are going to keep one, like you said, they're going to keep one who's less kind of, not yeah. problematic, but that kind of like, she's never had a bump in the road yeah. really at all. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like they're going to keep her, like even when, um, and I'm a celeb when Ant was um taking yeah. off time or whatever, like she's the one, she's the one you go to when you need a safe pair of hands. Yeah. So yeah, I, I'm interested to see what happens because also Eamon, Eamon Holmes is chiming in from over on GB News. Come and I'm here. Like, you're not even on the show and you're causing trouble. It's hard as well because Ruth is obviously still ITV. She works on yeah. these women. She did the pass um, between them this morning. She was hosting these women this morning. So they were communicating back and forth about what was coming up after the breaks, all that kind of stuff. Only an hour or two after Eamon was on GB News, like tearing them apart. And like, oh, they deserve BAFTA nominations for best actors. And I'm like, oh, oh my God. <laughs> Who do you think, who do you think would be, I mean, surely Alison Hammond is in the running there, right? But like, Rochelle has been a really steady. I, yeah, I'd say it would be Rochelle, they, they're going to skew younger. They're yeah, I think try, so. They're, they're going to do like maybe the sort of, the way Strictly kind of went after like Brucey got rest him when he left and they replaced him with, um, with Claudio Winkleman. And yeah. It made it brings it a bit like it's, oh it's modern because there's two women kind of but it would because this morning yeah. it's always been that it's always been either like a man and a woman either a couple or yeah. best friends yeah like there's never really been like, it's a real strong mold so I think yeah. maybe I I'd like it for Rochelle I have to say I think she's I do great. too yeah I think she's great as well and like she is. She, like she's obviously contracted by ATV, but she's doing a lot with them. Like she's not just on it this morning. She has the hit list, I think it's called. Yeah, and she has, yeah. yeah. And she, she does like a number, she does appearances on a number of other shows constantly. So like she is well liked, it seems. And I get what you're saying. As, and as well, Alison is like, Alison is like the light relief at the end of the week. And she, and again, the then Friday you're saying, yeah. And I think, I don't know if they, I, yeah, I know what you're saying. I think it's going to be a case of like skewing younger and having that picture perfect, like Holly having this little protege, like very this morning or the morning show, actually, like very. Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon, like that kind of vibe. Um, yeah. But yeah, I we sh- like, I mean, I'm sorry. I think that um, like with with that sort of thing with Alison, I think she's absolutely amazing. But now she's got Bake Off. They're not going to put her in another duo. As yeah, well. like it's actually, not gonna that's happen. true. And I think especially like, given that's with Channel 4 and it's not with ITV. So, yeah, I think she's kind of like she might start like getting a few more jobs now away. But, um, yeah, I mean, see what happens. Like, I just think it's going to blow up, isn't it? Yeah. Like, this yeah. isn't going to just like like sweep under yeah. the rug and pretend it isn't happening because the every morning now with any story that's written about them, it'll be like, oh, they're tense. Yeah. Oh, and every tense. single entertainment journalist across the UK and Ireland will be watching this morning every day for the next number of weeks with the slightest crumb crumb <laughs> of like aggression or tension oh. or stress like anything, anything God bless them God bless <laughs> them I would not go back oh my gosh um Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck are because are hella relatable with all of their recent outings they have been caught many 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 times over the last <laughs> few weeks appearing to kind of 
bicker or argue or look oh. a bit tense there's lots there's lots of examples here this is the thing I so I was looking at the video of the latest one yeah, was this the car the car slamming yeah yeah and I'm like sorry we all went through like the like the Grammys and everything that was worse they were actually having a fight like Ben was like sitting there like a petrol child being like well maybe I will leave oh. <laughs> and I'm like at this rate, it's weirder to me if they get through anything without having a little bit of a tantrum. I love them. I think they're great. So funny. Because like it also doesn't feel serious. It just feels like no. little like little tats and stuff. Yeah. Um they were caught this week uh having another kind of heated discussion. They were stopped at a red light in somewhere in Beverly Hills and a fan snapped them through the car window and you can see them looking somewhat tense again body language experts what are they worth who knows <laughs> um and this comes after like a series of these events um it comes just days after Affleck was seen slamming the car door uh which look I'm guilty of doing all the time, all the time. Uber drivers hate me. They hate. They're like, please don't slam my mug. I'm so sorry. Um, like restoration for that. Oh, they hate me. I'm just so afraid I won't close the property, and then it, yeah, they'll same. drive off, and I'm like, your door is open, and it's oh, it's too much. Um, so that went viral. They also were seen attending the premiere of the mother. I don't. Mother. Have you seen that on Netflix? No, yes. I haven't seen it. I do want to see it just because I feel like they started from oh, how can we call J-Lo mother in a title and worked backwards to make a film? And I appreciate that. They're literally like, how do we get the gays in? Yeah. Uh, but also make it action. Like and also, I mean, every J-Lo film is kind of terrible, but amazing. So I would hope... I, I don't want to watch any more J-Lo films because I just feel such a sense of disappointment for her for all stars <laughs> that she didn't get the Oscar. I'm just like, I mean, same. No. Um, so they were seen kind of bickering there as well marry me get out marry of here Cassie. <laughs> actually that is a good film <laughs> is that the one with Owen Wilson where there's that song yeah it's basically a J-Lo concert and then Owen Wilson <laughs> is there and I kind of that's what I wanted from the film so she looked great love, one, love of my, the, downs, downs. one of my favorite things to do is look back at celebrity dating histories like if I'm ever like oh he's in that movie oh who did he used to date Look back at the Wilson Brothers dating histories. I know you know this, Emma, but anyone who doesn't, <laughs> just just go down memory lane with the Wilson Brothers and Please yourself. Oh, it's I mean it's a list. Um, so yeah, Ben Affleck and Jennifer were also seen arguing at that premiere. Um, and then obviously it comes off the back of the Grammys back in February, where yeah, yeah. they were literally on the live stream, like on the show, bickering behind um Trevor Noah. And I just think it's so funny because like these are the headlines where it's like you're making something out of nothing like they're oh, like another absolutely. tense exchange after only a year married and you're like this is them fighting about like well you said you get the milk no you yeah. said you get the milk you know what they're I mean slouching, like just sit up properly and like also this- like Ben Affleck is I like he is one of my favorite celebrities just because of how relatable he is because he is never having a good time and I'm never having a good time so like oh. I just I okay, sure with the, the cigarette out the back oh, oh. I mean oh, it's sure iconic iconic he's just the best and I just I think as well it kind of makes me like them a bit more because they're at they aren't like they're like after coming back and getting back together and being so high profile and everything they could just be like we're great everything's yeah. wonderful like we're perfect blah, blah blah they are the exact opposite they're like just 
it's like yeah like you said it's like little sort of tiffs over nothing but as well yeah. like even the one that was um there was a video of them on yeah the mother red carpet and it was them sort of like sort of I don't it wasn't even an argument it was just they weren't smiling widely for like a second yes. but then in the next like heartbeat they were kissing so it's clearly not a fight yeah like, and also like I, like I've seen that clip as well where it's like people are like oh like look how quickly the smile drops in their face or whatever and it's like they're there to do like they're there to do a job for yeah. like, like they this part of the night is not fun for them I don't imagine like no. maybe for her she's like okay I this is like she sees it as a business like it is her business and like She's not a person that's like, do you know, like I was thinking, like when you go to a wedding for the first time with like your new partner and you're like, oh, let's take a couple pick. And you're like, that is not what they feel. They do not feel that. They are sick of couple picks. They have literally a whole Google website dedicated to their couple <laughs> picks. They don't give a fuck. So it's like them like dropping their smile between and her like just asking him something like she's probably just like, is my makeup okay? Like, do I need to do anything? Because he is also a professional yeah. to be like, I think that's what the lip reading dinner. was. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, fine. They're, like, they're grand. I, I'm still in, they're I'm grand. still amazed that J-Lo and Ben are back together. Like, Honestly. everyone, I see pictures of them and I'm like, oh my God. Like, that's amazing. I'm so happy for them. I just want, I don't want anything bad to happen. I'm like, stop writing things about them fighting. They're grand. Like, we finally got your love back and this is what you're trying to do. Yeah, I, don't you take this from us no I can't, I'm, I'm not losing again <laughs> they say, like and even I saw him on and we were talking about Drew Barrymore on here um a couple of weeks ago about the her interviews and just how mad they are and like Ben was on I think he was on via zoom or something and he was just like raving about her and not in like a performative way it felt just really like like that kind of bitterness you have when your partner's so much better than you. Yeah. He was like, she eats whatever she wants. She works out harder than that, me. Yeah. And like, she looks better than she ever has. So it's like, that's how a partner talks about a partner. Like that is literally how they do it. Like that's it is how not... we all talk about Jennifer Lopez. It's like, she's yeah, 54 it's... years old. <laughs> when will time ravage her? Like it is ravaged oh. us. Let's round this up. We're nearly there, and then you can go into your slumber, your post-Eurovision oh, slumber. Um, loves of the week. Uh, do you want to go first? Will I go first? What do you want to do? Sure. Um, I can go first. I mean, my loves of the week it has to be Eurovision related, obviously. Okay, I'm go. gonna go with Daddy Frere's cover of Hole Again by Atomic Kitten, which is so good. <laughs> I... But like, did he mess with the beat or something? And like yeah. the audience just couldn't grasp. Oh, I was wailing along singing and no, no time. I was like, oh, oh, right, grand, okay. But it was just so good and I love him. I think he's absolutely amazing. Like, I think he's, uh, like, I'm really happy for him as well because that was the third time he was at Eurovision, but the first time he performed live because he's had such a bad run of luck. Oh. Um, and it's just... Uh, it was just so fun that entire like section the Liverpool songbook like yeah Mel C and Atomic Kitten yes please. really good yeah like, really good one, one John Lennon song and then the rest was like the girls <laughs> um but yeah so that's gonna be my love of the week because I feel yeah. like transition out of my Eurovision playlist and fully into uh into cover versions yeah back to just whole again yeah. <laughs> 
great. Um, that's a good one. And all of those are on the Eurovision channel. I was only watching them myself yesterday. So if you didn't see it, it's there. Um, my love of the week, newness today in the last little while. Are you a Housewives fan? Um, I am in and out. I'm more of a okay. Housewives gossip fan. Equally as valid in yeah. this world. There is big... Housewives gossip today. It's not gossip. Ooh. It's it's confirmed news. Roni, Real Housewives in New York. We've loads of news today. The reboot um has been confirmed. We've gotten the first trailer. It is starting July seventeenth. Bravo has confirmed. The new cast are like in this like video. It looks like a Maybelline ad. They look amazing. It's like to a slowed down version of New York, New York. It's very glam. It's very cool. But they've also confirmed um. Uh, Real Housewives in New York Legacy which is like the ultimate girls trip um, for the Roni gals and they say that they're going to be filming in the same house that they filmed the season 5 St. Bart's trip um, and that production is reportedly due to start the first week of June sorry my retainer is making me <laughs> get really spitty over this news it's just like I'm frothing at the mouth here yeah, um, blame on the retainer <laughs> the retainer <laughs> Um, and they've confirmed the cast. It's going to be Kelly, Luan, Dorinda, Sonia, Ramona, and Kristen, the one that's like, I may not be smart, but at least I'm pretty. That one, which I'm kind of <laughs> shocked about. That is my love of the week. Just general updates on Real Housewives in New York, because that is always a good one for like mm-hmm. all the goss, actually, because it's just yeah. so, I, it's just such an interesting cast and it's such a spotlighted city that like, there's always lots of news coming out of New York. So yeah, loads of stuff coming from New York this week. Um, Emma Kelly, I'm so glad we got to talk about your origin. I did not want to ask you a single question before this because I was like, I want to hear all about it. What's it like? Because I wanted to go, but then so did literally everyone else in the world. So I <laughs> that's the issue. That's the issue. Yeah, it's not that good actually. Don't bother going to Sweden. <laughs> oh God, not terrible. Don't go to go. <laughs> Thank you so much for breaking it all down, like how it works, the spaces around the venue, and just talking about other stupid shite. I appreciate you always being here. (laughs) Always a pleasure. Thanks so much to my guest, Emma Kelly, for joining me on today's show. And thank you to you guys for tuning in. You can find us over on Instagram at don'tquoteme.podcast and on TikTok at Orla Condon. You can find us on all your favorite podcast apps so you can listen whenever and wherever you like. We will be back next week with a brand new episode and all of the latest pop culture news. We'll talk to you then. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.